I think I found the quickest path to 100 episodes on this platform. And again, shout out to Anchor. I'll put out content, information, give my opinion on the NBA, on the NFL, or even Major League Baseball, which, no secret, I am a casual Major League Baseball fan. But when it comes to postseason baseball, I'm there. As far as the NBA goes, I put out my top 10 all-time players, and Facebook, of course, responded with some interesting comments. Leah says, how can you have an all-time top 10 without Shaq in it? Shaq's an all-time great. He's a three-time finals MVP, and he's one of the most dominant players ever. I agree with everything you said, Leah, and, and it's a factual statement. Shaq was dominant in those three finals that the Lakers won. You're right, and he was a great player. He, he is the most dominant player in terms of the force and what he brought and how you had to defend him within the span of those three or four years where the Lakers were in the finals. I, I, I'm not arguing that. I'm with you on that. And I'm, I'm not saying he's not an all-time great player. Of course he is. I just have him right outside my top 10. I have him at a number 11. I've seen other top 10s where Kobe was right outside the top 10. I've actually seen some where they had Bill Russell outside the top 10. And, I, and, and like I said, that's the, the, the fun part of doing these top 10s. Opinions vary. And I'm willing to listen to anybody's opinion, so long as it's not something like really far reaching, like as much as I like Tracy McGrady, he's not a top 10 player. He could have been, but he wasn't. But I don't, you know, something that's crazy like that, I can't really get with. But I have no problem with someone talking about how high up Tim Duncan should be on the list or, or Larry Bird or Wilt Chamberlain or LeBron or Jordan. I have no problem with those kind of debates and they're fun debates to have. That's the best part about being a fan. Dave says, how come you can't, how can you have a list without the big O? You're right. The big O was a great player. And, and maybe I should add him to a certain list. They're very unique, but they're iconic players. So I didn't get to see Bill Russell or Wilt Chamberlain, or the big old play, or or Jerry West and some others. I, I wasn't old enough. I'm not old enough to have seen those guys play, but I do know the history. I've seen the highlights. I've seen the numbers. Jerry West was amazing. Oscar Robertson was amazing. The man averaged a triple-double for like the first six or seven years of his career. He, he was an amazing player. So I'm taking nothing away from the big O. And I have the big O at number 12 on my list. And again, I, I have no problem with someone that's saying that the Big O's a top five player. That's your opinion. And he has the numbers to where you can make that case. The fun part about this is I love hearing from you. I love hearing from the Facebook fam. Um, don't forget, you can do voice messages. If you download the Anchor app, you can send me an opinion with your voice. You can say, hey, Mo, I don't agree with your top 10. Or you can say, hey, Mo, I think. LeBron James, the greatest player of all time. And we can have a conversation about that. And, th and that's fun, too. Look, that's the best part about this, communicating and connecting. That's the best part about this platform. So feel free to send in your voice messages just so long as they stay respectful, because we can agree to disagree. Just let's not go over the top. Um, Dave says on your top 15, 25, under 25, Andrew Wiggins is a bust. 
I can't go that far. I can't go there with you, Dave. Until this last season, all Andrew Wiggins did was improve from season to season. His rookie year, he averaged under 17 points a game. The next year, he was at 20 points a game. And then the year before last, he had a career-high 23 points a game, shot 45% from the field, and had a career-high 36% from three. This past season, with the addition of Jimmy Butler, putting him as the third option, I think there were chemistry issues, and I think it greatly impacted how he played and how efficient a player he was. He shot his lowest percentage since his rookie year. He's 43% from the field. And the three-point shot dripped, dropped down to about 33%. Um, even worse was he was a career 76% free throw shooter. That dropped down to 64%, and he averaged 17 a game. I think that Jimmy Butler coming into the fray, I, I, I really did think that impacted him in a negative way. And it impacted Carl Anthony Towns in a negative way if we're keeping it 100. I like Jimmy Butler. I think no question Jimmy Butler is an all-star. He's not a superstar. And if Minnesota's going to take a step forward, they've got to readjust that pecking order. Carl Anthony Towns needs to be the number one option. I think at this stage in their careers, there's no question Jimmy Butler is better than Andrew Wiggins. But that doesn't mean that Wiggins can ascend and can't still be productive. If Wiggins has a flaw in his game, it's more mental than physical. I just don't think he has that it, that dog in him to where he wants to be the man. He's always going to be a very good player, but I kind of think that's his peak. I think Andrew Wiggins will always be very good. And in the big picture, 10 years from now, you're going to go, Wiggins was pretty good, but you're going to be disappointed because you thought coming out and coming into the league that he was going to be a star or a superstar. And I just don't think that's his ceiling. Sonata. I want to get this name right. Sanai says, or she asks, how can you have Kareem in your top 10? She she says, I understand he's the all-time scoring leader, but he really only is the all-time scoring leader because he played so long. He wasn't really that great. She goes, he definitely can't be ahead of Shaquille O'Neal. Sanai, I understand your comments. I respect your opinion. Allow me to retort. The last three years of Shaq's career, at age 36, 37, and 38, he averaged 17 points a game, 12 points a game, and 9 points a game. Kareem, in the same span, at age 36, averaged 21 and 7. At age 37, he averaged 22 and 8. And at age 38, 23 and 6. By the way, he also was finals MVP that year at age 38. I get it. It was a long time ago and you didn't get to see him play. And the truth is, I only got to see him play at the back end of his career. So a lot of times when they do those memes where they try to compare great players, they always show a picture of Shaq or some other star versus Kareem. And when they show the picture of Kareem, it's never Kareem in his prime it's Kareem when he was like at age 40 or 41. Just remember, we're talking about a guy that in his prime, in his younger years, when he was on the Milwaukee Bucks, averaged over 30 points a game and five assists and 16 rebounds. He was that dominant. He was that great. We're also talking about a guy that was a three times MVP on Milwaukee 
went to the Lakers and was a three times MVP there as well. So while I respect your opinion, I humbly disagree. Hugh says the Rockets are making a mistake, bringing Melo in. He's a cancer, and all he's going to do is make them worse because he can't guard anybody, and he's washed. I hear what you're saying, Q. I disagree. I think there is a role for Carmelo Anthony to play on the Rockets. The whole thing, this really comes down to, can he accept a lesser role? Can he accept the fact that you can still dominate second-tier guys? I think Carmelo Anthony can score 16 points a game like he did for OKC, but be much more efficient. I think that's what he will do for Houston. I think he'll average around 16 a game. I think he'll shoot around 45% from the field and about 35, 36% from three. And I think he'll help the Rockets because they're going to play him situationally. I think they're going to play him to the matchups that they have, and he's going to be effective that way. I think if it's true that the rumors that, that, that what people are talking about, that the, the Rockets are looking to try to make a deal or broker a deal with Charlotte. Um, the rumor was they're trying, they're going to trade Ryan Anderson for Kid Gilchrist and Marvin Williams, which it would be great. You basically, if you get Kid Gilchrist and Marvin Williams, Marvin Williams is a solid three and D guy who can play the three and the four. And Kid Gilchrist gives you young legs and he's a wing defender Add a Carmelo Anthony. And I think the Rockets, will not only be as good as last year, they'll be a little bit better. And they're going to put Golden State on notice. Look, last year, let's keep it 100. Keeping it 100. If Chris Paul doesn't get hurt, Golden State was dead in the water. They really were. And I know you can say, well, the Rockets had Game 6 and Game 7. They did. And they were horrible in Game 7. But the truth is, James Harden was their leading scorer. Their best player was Chris Paul because he impacted the game on both ends. Cliff asks, do, let me get this right, because I'm, do you think Dez going to the Steelers is a good move? Well, I don't know if he's going to actually go to the Steelers. I know Antonio Brown lobbied and, and said, come join the Steelers. But I'll say this, if the Steelers do bring Dez in, I think Dez is going to be productive for them because he's going to be the guy that moves the chains. Dez is still a guy that, as a third receiver playing in between the hashes, I think Dez will have a solid productive season and, and it will make a big difference for him with having Antonio Brown draw as much attention as he does along with Le'Veon Bell. So is Dez good enough to help the Steelers? No question. Um, if this is one of those questions about is Dez still good enough to be a number one option? No, I think he's in a different, uh, a different part of his career. He's going to be productive, but more as a second or third receiver, which is all you really can ask for at this stage in his career. If he can be productive on a team that's a legitimate Super Bowl contender, that raises his profile. So I think it's a good idea. I just don't know that it's going to actually happen. Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant is not a top 10 all-time player. He's not that great. He's a chucker who shouldn't be in anybody's top 10. He's not even top 15. Lee, you're wrong. I don't want to go into a long rant. Um, and, and this is a guy who's not really a Kobe guy. This is just somebody who's a fan of the game. I'm not a Kobe guy, and I'm a Laker fan. I grew up a Laker fan. I'm from Los Angeles. My grandmother still lives in Westwood. I'm a Laker fan first. I admire Kobe for what he did as a player, and he's a great player, but I'm not a Kobe fan 
a Kobe fan per se in terms of he can do no wrong. I think Kobe, no question, is the second greatest two guard of all time. And I think he is a top 10 player. But if you have him outside of the top 10, if someone has Kobe at, well, I've got Kobe at number 11 or number 12, I'm not going to lose my mind about that. I'm not mad about that. That That's a fair ranking, even though I don't necessarily agree with that. that that's a fair ranking. I could see that. Um, but Lee saying he's not even a top 15 player. I, I can only surmise that. Lee, are you a Celtics fan? A little bit angry over that last series? Losing game seven? Don't sweat it, man. You guys you guys are going to win again. You're your favorite to win this season. At least come out the East. If I had to guess, though, when whenever somebody projects a team to be the sexy pick, that hardly ever works out. Uh, I hope it works out because I'm a Kyrie fan. I do like what Brad Stevens has done in Boston, um, but I digress. Look, the bottom line is, Lee, you got to really take a look at Kobe's career, his overall career. Maybe you don't like him for some reason, but just look at his overall career. Look at what he's done and then really give me an honest thought on where he should be in terms of all-time rankings. Outside of the top 15, it's kind of like a Narnia kind of idea. Come on, man. Let's let's keep it in reality. Steve says Tim Duncan is overrated. Um, that's your opinion, Steve. I think Tim Duncan is absolutely one of the top 10 greatest players of all time, but you're you're entitled to your opinion. Steve, here's the thing, Steve. What you can do, you can either give me your top 10 on Facebook or, again, download the Anchor app and and tell tell me your top 10. You know, send me a voice message and I'll put it on the next show. This is Steve's top 10 and this is what he thinks. And we'll have fun kind of going back and forth like that. That's the whole point about this. So we can do it that way. Um, this is the Cypher. Next time.